here's a question for all you buckaroos out there in the radio waves. Have you ever ridden in a handsome plane? I have traveled in this way many times with my son named John. Sometimes to the City of Devils, and sometimes to Las Vegas, where me and John and friends of John see the ways of the world. You can see the whole dang universe on one street. There's the Idle Tower and the Green Apple, and even a pyramid where a lonesome mummy named of Chip's Angel casts spells in an empty theater. But it is a nice city full of big timers and smiling buds telling each other their big shots. Makes me feel like Brad's in These Are My Handsome Buds and This Is Our Plan, Brad's Pit and the Casino of Fools. There are 11 of these movies, maybe, maybe you've seen one. Hard to miss, buddy, why don't you look and see? Casino of Fools is on TV pretty much every dang night. Jeez, what, what, what are you watching, the weather reports? Gotta tune in and see Brad's Pit, Almost Kiss, Famous Doctor Turned Pilot Turned bank robber handsome george in their city of choice last vegas one time me and john and friends of john flew from montana the dream state to last vegas desert of lights i got to talking to my handsome plane who had a nice way and and told me tales of his life as a plane man as a dang plane everyone expected him to be a pilot But he had other ideas. He said he wanted to direct music videos instead. What the heck? So he showed me some some of his music videos on the back of the dang seat, and they are pretty good. Anyway, got me thinking on how this could be a tingler. How you never know what buds dream of until you ask. Dreams are so important. Just because you are born as a plane doesn't mean you have to be a pilot. You can be anything you want. I believe in you. Some would say I should not be a radio man because of the way that I talk. Well, guess what, buds? Look who's a radio man now. Case closed. This tingler is about important way of being exactly who you want to be. And now on with the show. Please enjoy classic tingler. I'm gay for my living billionaire jet plane. Read by Aaron Markey. I'm gay for my living billionaire jet plane. By Chuck Tingle. It's rare for our relationships to turn out how we expect them to. As we go through our lives, people come in and out seemingly at random, changing and shaping us as we travel along together in this crazy mixed-up world. Your best friend one day can somehow become your mortal enemy the next. Lovers drop off the map and fade into the past. Coworkers show up years later and suddenly you find yourself married with two kids and a white picket fence. The same goes for objects. There are plenty of things that I've dropped a lot of money on that no more than a few months later become worthless to me. But what if there was an object that caused your interest to change in the opposite way? Instead of becoming old and boring, it became became more valuable to you as time went on until one day you found yourself falling deeply and uncontrollably in love. It sounds crazy, I know. After all, love is for people, not things. That's exactly what I thought. (laughs) Until I met Keith. Keith is a large passenger plane that can seat up to 400 people, not including crew. And when he's at work, he's doing exactly that. In fact, when I first met Keith, I was a passenger myself, flying the red-eye flight from New York to Los Angeles for business inside what would eventually become my gay lover. (laughs) 
Of course, I had no idea at the time. The flight was almost entirely empty, which would normally be fabulous, but thanks to the extreme turbulence, made me a little uneasy. I don't believe in a god myself, but the more people on a plane with me, the crueler I imagine it would be for God to knock it out of the sky. Right now, I don't think many people would miss a plane filled with just me. The flight attendant keeps coming by and giving me miniature bottles of vodka, which are helping a lot, but I'm still anxious. I grip the seat in front of me tightly, my fingers pressed hard into the cushion as if somehow my tightening grip can help settle these unruly air currents. Another massive bump and I can feel my heart skip a beat. Just about ready to break into full-on panic mode. This can't be normal, can it? But just before I'm about to snap completely, white knuckling as the plane around me shimmies and shakes, a warm, reassuring voice sounds throughout the cabin. Hey man, it's gonna be alright, the voice tells me. I look up trying to discern where exactly the voice is coming from. It's too clear to be the pilot over a loudspeaker, but there's nobody else nearby who could have said it. Hello? I ask. Who's there? Keith, says that voice warmly. It's nice to meet you. I nod. I'm Alex, but I still don't know where you are. Keith laughs. <laughs> I'm all around you. I look up and down, then back over the seat behind me. Nobody is there. I'm not quite sure what you mean, I tell the voice. I'm the plane, you goof, Keith says. Suddenly, I completely understand, kicking myself for not figuring it out sooner. Of course, I say, trying to hide my embarrassment. I'm such an idiot sometimes. Whatever, bud, Keith tells me. People get confused. Is it the pilot or is it the plane? You know, I get that all the time. Yeah? I ask. Sure, affirms Keith. I totally get it. You don't have to be embarrassed. His words are reassuring and a nice break from all that tension that has been suffocating me ever since the rough air currents started picking up. Is this normal? I ask the plane. That's actually why I wanted to say something, Keith explains. You look really scared, and I can assure you everything's going to be just fine. This is all pretty usual stuff. Really? I ask, still seeking comfort in the plane's words. You mean all this bumping around is normal? <laughs> sure, I mean, bumping around isn't normal really, but it's not uncommon, Keith tells me, and it's absolutely nothing to worry about. I lay back into my seat and close my eyes tight, hoping that the alcohol will start to kick in even harder soon. I need to relax. And even though my new friend Keith is doing the best that he can to reassure me, it's just not entirely working. I can sense that Keith is still worried about me, and moments later I can feel him turn on the air vent above. <laughs> Letting out. <laughs> okay. I can feel him turn on. <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip of tea. I can sense that Keith is still worried about me, and moments later I can be. <laughs> okay, alright. And moments. <laughs> okay. I can sense that Keith is still worried about me, and moments later I can feel him turn on the air vent above, letting out a steady, cool stream of fresh air into my face. 
It feels nice. Here, Keith says. Get some air. Let me see if I can even this thing out for you, okay? The turbulence continues for a bit, but then moments later, the vibrating of the plane starts to grow quieter and quieter, eventually disappearing completely. How's that? The plane asks. Amazing, I tell him, truly thankful. That was so fucking scary. Keith laughs. Trust me, it's, it's really not that bad up here. You're way more likely to die in a car crash on the way to an airport than up in the air. If that wasn't the case, then I'd be out of a job. <laughs> Hell, I'd be dead. The talking plane has a point. Finally, I let out a long sigh and clear my head completely. The worst is over. I'm sorry, I finally say. I should be more appreciative. Thanks for doing that for me. Not a problem, buddy, responds Keith. I'm silent for a moment, not exactly sure what to say next. So, how long have you flown commercial? I asked the plane. Oh, you know, off and on for about four years. I don't need the money, but I like to meet people, so this is what I do. You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy, I tell him, rolling my eyes. There are a lot of places I'd rather be than here on the way to a business trip. The plane goes silent for a moment, and suddenly I realize that I've struck a chord. Are you alright? I ask with genuine concern. Yeah, I'm fine, says Keith. What is it? I prod. Without you, this flight would be completely empty, the plane tells me. Having a full flight is great, but it can get so lonely out here in the sky at night. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I understand why you're bummed about having to travel for work, but I'm personally very glad that you're here with me right now. There's a deep sincerity to Keith's voice, and it strikes me right at the core of my being. Almost immediately, I begin to sense a magic between us that seems very real and very important. So this is how you spend most of your time? I asked, trying to make small talk. Flying passengers back and forth for fun? The plane chuckles a bit. <laughs> yeah, but it's not my only job. Oh yeah? I wonder aloud. What else? I'm also a card counter. <laughs> I'm also a card counter. Blackjack, Keith reveals. I scoff. For real? I've always heard that didn't really work. <laughs> Just keep thinking that, Keith tells me. Less competition for me out there on the tables. Suddenly, the pilot's voice comes cutting through the cabin on Keith's intercom, interrupting our conversation with the news that our flight is moments from landing in Los Angeles. I reach down and buckle up my seatbelt, the nervous anxiety welling up within me once again. Don't worry, says Keith. I'll make this nice and easy for you. Thankfully, Keith follows through with his promise and we land without much turbulence at all. It's not long before we're peacefully cruising down the runway towards our gate. And then moments later, the fastened seatbelt sign is off and I'm pulling my luggage out from the overhead compartment above. I start to make my way down the aisle towards the front of the plane when Keith stops me with a question. Hey, I was thinking, Keith says. I don't know how busy you are while you're here in LA, but if you'd like, I could show you how to count cards.
Oh yeah? I ask. The thought of spending more time with this beautiful plane sounds more than a little intriguing, and my heart immediately skips a beat. I think I could make some time. How's later this afternoon? Great. I'll have the pilot give you my address, Keith tells me. I smile, excited about my new jet plane friend, but even more excited about where our friendship could lead next. My first thought as I drive up the long, winding canyons of Beverly Hills is that I've been accidentally given the wrong address. There must be some kind of mistake because there is no way that such a mild-mannered plane could be living in such a luxurious neighborhood. Either that, or this whole card-counting thing works a lot better than I thought. Eventually, I pull up to a large metal gate with a call box out front. I press the button. Hello? Is this Keith the jet plane's house? There's a moment of silence before Keith's familiar voice comes back to me over the intercom. Hey, I'm glad you made it. The plane says. Come on up. The gate immediately begins to swing inward. And I pull my car through, revealing the immaculate grounds of one of the most incredible homes I have ever seen. The garden is lush and healthy, reaching out as I make my way up the driveway to a large circular roundabout, complete with a gushing centerpiece fountain in the shape of a plane. Meanwhile, the home itself looms tall with gorgeous modern architecture, large windows, minimalist design, and a slick new paint job. A gardener looks up from his work as I step out of my car. Is Keith here? I ask. The gardener nods. He's around back, by the pool. There's a path around the side of the mansion, and with the blessing of the gardener, I begin to make my way through the beautiful greenery. Moments later, I emerge at the rear of the house, where an incredible blue infinity pool stretches out before me and disappears over the edge of the back patio. The view is absolutely incredible, a perfect vision of the Los Angeles skyline with the clear blue sky hanging above. Welcome, says Keith, who's lounging on his back by the side of the pool. The second that I lay eyes on the incredible silver plane, it's hard not to stare. He's shirtless, revealing an incredible set of abs unlike anything that I've ever seen on a mere human man. This plane definitely knows how to take care of himself. <laughs> hey man, I say, trying not to stare as I walk over to the edge of the pool and take a seat next to Keith in a white lounge chair. Can I get you a drink? Keith offers. A beer, maybe? I consider his offer a moment. Yeah, a beer would be great, I finally say. Keith reaches over with his broad metallic wing and pulls a beer out of the cooler next to him, popping the tab with a loud hiss and then handing it to me. The cam feels cool and nice against my skin, which radiates under the hot California sun. I take a long pull of the beer, and as I do, I notice that Keith is giving me the eye as well. I had only picked up a slight vibe when we first met the other night, but now my gaydar is fully pinned. This plane is definitely into me, and the feeling is mutual. So, all of this is from Blackjack? I ask, looking up at the manor before us. Keith nods. Yeah, crazy, right? Once you understand the system of counting cards, though, 
anything's possible. I try not to read too much into his words, but it's hard not to. When anything is possible, strangers on a plane can meet one day and fall in love the next, even when one of those strangers happens to be the plane itself. It's a beautiful home, I tell Keith. Keith smiles. Yeah, sure looks like it. I'd love to take you inside and show you around, but I can't fit through the doors. You mean you just sit out here by the pool all day? I ask. Sure, says Keith with a shrug of his massive wings. It's not so bad. There are plenty of planes who would kill for the life that I have, being a self-made blackjack billionaire and all. (laughs) I bet. I say, nodding in agreement and taking another sip of my beer as I attempt to gracefully ignore the fact that he just said billionaire. Keith sighs. I'll admit it, it does get kind of lonely not being able to go to restaurants or see a movie outside of a drive-in. There's a pain in Keith's voice, a desperate longing for love and affection. The two of us sit in silence for a moment. Neither of us knows how to make the next move, especially due to our differences in anatomy. Finally, I speak up. Um, you look like you could use some sunscreen, I tell the plane. Oh yeah? You want to help me out? Keith says, grabbing a bottle of lotion and tossing it over to me. I pop open the cap and pour out as much as I can fit into my hand, quickly realizing that it still probably won't be enough to cover the entire plane. I walk over to Keith and then, after rubbing my hands together, get to work, smearing the sunscreen across his silver, metallic surface. Awesome, bro. Thanks a lot, says Keith. I continue to slip and slide my hands across his muscular, plain body, growing more and more aroused by the minute. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. Soon. (laughs) it's really hard okay soon my cock is fully engorged and pushing hard against my jeans aching to be unleashed as my hands drift lower and lower I can hear Keith start to moan quietly clearly enjoying the sensation of my human touch do you like that? I ask my breathing heavy and my mind tense with gay lust Yeah, Keith says. Keep going. Lower. I rub down even further across Keith's oblong body, suddenly noticing a rather large protrusion from his otherwise smooth hull. Now that I'm up this close, I can plainly see that it's a massive cock and balls. I freeze. Something wrong? Keith asks, a slight tremble in his voice. No. I tell the plane, then try my best to collect myself. (sighs) This is the moment, right here and now, that my life could change forever. I take a deep breath, and then I wrap my lotion-covered hand around the jet plane's gigantic cock. Keith lets out a long groan as I begin to stroke him off. Fuck yeah, the plane tells me. Stroke that fucking dick. I do as I'm told, getting to work with the best hand job of my life as I rapidly beat off my gay lover's rod. I'd never even considered hooking up with a plane before, but now that we're deep in it, I know that this was the right choice. 
I'm hornier than I've ever been, my body literally quaking with desire as a service to this massive living machine. It's not long before I've completely lost control of myself, the simmering gay lust boiling over within me as I open my mouth wide and engulf Keith's fat cock. I bob my head up and down across his shaft for a moment and then pull him out again, licking his dick slowly from the balls to the tip before shoving it back down my throat. Keith is pumping back against me as he places his wings on the back of my head, guiding me up and down his massive length. There's something vaguely alarming about the way that this massive machine controls me, but my submission to the powerful plane is too arousing for me to not enjoy it. I want to be his gay human play toy, a hot piece of ass meant for nothing other than... (laughs) I want to be... (laughs) I want to be his gay human play toy, a hot piece of ass. (laughs) I want to be his gay human play toy, a hot piece of ass meant for nothing other than sexually servicing a giant ripped plane. Soon enough, I find myself taking Keith's cock so deep into my throat that he's pressing the limits of my gag reflex. I'm not ready for the plane's sheer size, and moments later I come up sputtering and gasping for air. Do you like that cock? Keith asks. I fucking love it, I tell him, cradling the aircraft's balls while I try to collect my senses. Once again, I dive down and take Keith's massive rod as deep as I can. His width stretches my lips as I slide lower and lower until finally, I reach my gag reflex once more, only this time, I'm relaxed and ready. Somehow, I manage to let the plane's beast of a cock slip past my previous limits, and suddenly I find my face pushed hard against Keith's incredible abs. Keith holds me here for a while, keeping my face firmly stuffed with his giant dick until I'm almost completely out of air. And right when my time is just about expired, the plane lets me up abruptly. I gasp aloud, reeling from a strange cocktail of emotions that swims through my veins. I'm out of control at this point, left with nothing more than my most basic sexual instincts. I don't care about the consequences. All that I care about is this massive jet plane fucking the hell out of my gay asshole. I jump to my feet and quickly begin to tear off my clothes as Keith looks on with bemused excitement. My shirt comes off first, revealing my impeccable physique, followed by my shoes, pants, and underwear. The next thing I know, I'm standing completely nude before the handsome gay machine, exposed and ready for anything. Looking good, Keith tells me. Looking real good. He slaps my ass with a wing as I turn around and lean forward and then reach backwards with both hands and spread my gay butthole for him to get a good look at the Twinkies about to fuck silly. How'd you like to shove that swollen plain cock up this tight little ass of mine, I ask seductively. Get on, Keith demands. Yes, sir, I respond, climbing up onto the hull of his shiny plain body. I somehow manage to position my feet so that I can squat down onto Keith's cock, and moments later, that's exactly what I do, letting out a loud sigh while I bite my lip and push downward. 
I've been aware from the start that Keith's rod is enormous, but now that it's making its way slowly up my asshole, I can truly appreciate the girth of this plane's sizable manhood. My rectum stretches around his shaft like a tight rubber band around a rolled newspaper. <laughs> Thank God the poetry is here. <laughs> My rectum stretches around his shaft like a tight rubber band around a rolled newspaper, but somehow I manage to take him completely to the hilt. Now with my butt cheeks resting firmly against the bottom of the plane and my body fully impaled, I begin to slide back and forth along Keith's smooth surface. The sensation is incredible, and for a plane, he knows how to hit the inside of my asshole just right. I can feel my prostate aching with pleasure as I begin to tremble atop the massive machine. God fucking damn it, I cry out. That jet plane dick is so fucking good up my tight little ass. I reach down and start to beat my dick frantically, desperately wanting to come right then and there. My eyes roll back into my head as the impending orgasm looms closer and closer until suddenly Keith recognizes my movements and stops me. Wait, the plane commands. Not yet. I want you to come inside me. Where? I pant, more than ready to blow my load. Keith reaches down with his powerful plane arms and scoops me into them, then sets me on the grass before rolling over and turning himself right side up. Seconds later, his door opens. <laughs> Come inside of me, Keith repeats. I walk over to Keith's doorway and then climb into the empty airplane, looking up and down the long row of seats. How about I come on one of these chairs, I ask. Keith trembles around me. Oh God, that's so fucking hot. You want me to shoot my load all over your nice new first class chairs? I ask, stroking my cock frantically. God damn, I want you to come all over the captain's chair. Keith demands, go to the cockpit. I do as I'm told, stumbling naked into the front of the plane where a massive assortment of buttons and levers waits for me. There are two chairs in the cockpit, but I immediately notice that left one has a tiny little hole in the side. I kneel down to inspect the chair and quickly recognize it as Keith's tight, puckered asshole. Fuck me, Keith commands. Plow me in my gay plane ass. Already on my knees, I take my cock and align it with Keith's tightness, testing the tension at the rim of the plane's gay butthole. Moments later, I thrust forward, grunting passionately as his sphincter expands around me. For such a massive aircraft, Keith is incredibly tight, and as I begin to plow him, I almost immediately find myself near climax. Oh, fuck! I scream, repeating the words over and over again. Oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! Do it, Keith tells me. Blow your hot load up inside of me right now. The pleasure is simply too much to take, and suddenly, all of that building sensation is exploding throughout my body. I fall forward onto the seat and clench my teeth tight as hot ropes of jizz begin to eject from the head of my shaft, filling Keith with my pearly spunk.
My blissful pleasure is simply too much to contain as the jizz keeps coming, pumping out of me like a never-ending hose of semen. I'm so pent up that I somehow managed to pull out of Keith and stagger to my feet, blasting the last few drops of my bountiful load onto the cockpit control panel that lies before me. Finally finished. I fall back into the co-pilot's chair and watch as my seed drips down the buttons in a splattered mess. Now it's my turn, Keith says. A smile crosses my face as I stand once again and climb out of the plane in a cock-drunk haze. I cross back over the yard as Keith stands, lifting end over end until he's towering above me like a giant silver dildo, blocking out the sun. Keith reaches down with one of his wings and starts to furiously beat his dick. I'm ready for you! I yell up to my gay jet plane lover. Cover me with your jizz! Um, um, Keith stammers, his entire body quaking. I'm gonna come! Suddenly, a massive blast of semen splatters down onto me, covering my face completely with Keith's milky load. It runs down my body and thick white streaks, glazing me with warmth as I smile up at my love. Keith lowers himself back down onto the grass, panting with exhaustion. That was so fucking good, he tells me. I give the plane a coy wink, the best I've ever had. After heading inside to wash up, the rest of the evening is spent hanging out by the pool and playing blackjack. Keith is a fantastic teacher, and as the night progresses, I'm happy to discover that our connection is more than just a sexual one. There's electricity between us, and now that all the awkward sexual tension is out of the way, my billionaire plane and me are completely enraptured with one another. I wish I didn't have to leave, I finally say. But it's getting late and I do have that meeting in the morning. Keith smiles his charming jet plane smile that I've already grown to love. Stay, he tells me. I can't, I protest. I'll get fired. We can't all be billionaire card counters like yourself. Who says? Keith asks. <laughs> his words strike me deep. Keith's right. Who says I can't turn this crazy blackjack thing into a living? With the right training from my gay plane, I could easily start making just as much playing blackjack as I do slaving away at my 9 to 5 day job. You're a natural, Keith reaffirms. You could be just as successful as I am. I let Keith's words hang in the air as I stare out across the glittering city lights for a moment, taking it all in. Okay. I finally say, let's do it. Then pack your bags, Keith shouts happily, clapping his wings together. We are going to Vegas. Are we driving or flying? I joke, leaning over and kissing Keith on his nearest jet turbine. First class from now on, Keith says. First class from now on.
Wow, what a tale. This is a classic way of romance and living your best way. We are all given a spot on this timeline and our place is limited. So it is important to trot the trot you were meant for in your butt's heart. Maybe if you follow this way as a car counting plane, you can become a billionaire in the sun, laying by the pool and learning your body. Whoa, what a dang treat. Thank you for listening to the Big Time Show. I would like to say that I appreciate you and I appreciate your way. Please spend a moment today proving love is real by holding a door or giving up a space in line or helping someone pay for groceries or donating to charity or just calling a friend and telling them that you care. This is important and so are you. Trot on, buckaroos. Love is real. Pounded in the Butt by My Own Podcast is a Night Vale Presents production. Written and hosted by Dr. Chuck Tingle. Our editor is Grant Stork. Our sound designer, composer, and mixer is Vincent Cachione. Our producer is Christy Gressman. Our assistant producer is Lindsay Cronmiller. The theme song is Proving Love is Real by Caged Animals. This episode was narrated by Aaron Markey, and the performance was directed by Ellie Heyman. The logo was created by Chuck Tingle. Very special thanks to Joseph Fink. You can get the book, I'm Gay for My Living Billionaire Jet Plane, and many other classic tinglers on Amazon or at chucktingle.com. For more information, go to poundedinthebuttbymyownpodcast.com. Remember to subscribe wherever you like listening to podcasts, and thanks for listening. I'm Casper Terkyle. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And we're the hosts of Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. We're a weekly podcast where we read the Harry Potter books chapter by chapter as if they were sacred texts, using ancient religious practices to try and gleam as much meaning as we can from the pages of Harry Potter. Casper, are we worried at all that people don't know what Harry Potter is? Maybe we should tell people what it's about. It's an amazing book. You guys should all go read it. Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Find it wherever you find your podcasts and at harrypottersacredtext.com.